Welcome to the Culture of Things podcast with Brendan Rogers. This is a podcast where we talk all things culture, leadership and teamwork across business and sport. To all our loyal listeners, the Culture of Things podcast will now have specific episodes produced for YouTube. To ensure you don't miss out on this exclusive YouTube content, head over to YouTube, click on the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell. Now, let's get into the episode. In today's interview, the tables are turned. Our producer, Mark Charette, asked me how to stand out as a leader. To stand out is to move from an average leader to an excellent leader. And there's three actions done consistently that'll do it. Stay tuned to the end, where we also talk about the evolution and renaming of the podcast. We also share insights into the people system, which I've been developing to provide leaders with a complete system to grow themselves, their teams, and their business. This is the Culture Things Podcast. I'm Brendan Rogers. Sit back and enjoy the conversation. Fused together, is, I think, is a brilliant way to help people go, oh, I need to be really well connected to the other parts of the team such that nothing can tear us apart to steal words from NXS. That's it. And the, the, the other thing that, is, as, as you know, I've been doing a lot of reflection, a lot of thinking, a lot of stuff outside of my comfort zone as far as creation of frameworks and really unpacking some of the stuff that I do and, and some of the people's material that I utilize as well as what I've developed myself and, and my own IP. And mm-hmm. that's come together as a people system and, and the people system powers the eight essentials of business moving forward. Now, I'm not getting into the eight essentials of business, but one of those is obviously people and the people system that's created. And elements of the people system, it's important for me to choose verbs around things that are actionable type items. And then there's other parts of the system that I've been more deliberate about, nouns. For the sake of an example, practice, which is a, an element of the people model, but there's eight practices to have. So those practices are more nouns. They're things that we do. Mm-hmm. In the context of this conversation, how do we stand out as a leader? To me and to various guests through the podcast, leadership is action. Good leadership yep. Yep. is good action or the right action. Something you can see. Exactly. Mm. So these words chosen around how to stand out as a leader and what sort of come through this reflection and through this process of unpacking and creating needed to be verb related. So if I think about glue, glue, glue's a noun. It makes sense about people coming together and being glued together, being fused together, but galvanize, like we galvanize, we connect, we elevate. It's like a stronger version of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's verbs. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm no expert on etymology, but there's more power in because it's a doing word. We're actually doing something. That's right. And again, leadership is about doing stuff, not just reading a book and not acting on something or learning about something, but then not putting that learning into action. It's interesting because, you know, you mentioned that you you really wanted us to have this chat about three key elements in leadership. And yes, I was actually curious as to whether or not it was going to be more based off of your key takeaways, because generally speaking, that's what you do and you do it exceptionally well because you do a lot of research to, to be sure that not necessarily the words of what the person you interviewed was sharing, but the intent behind it was being uncovered. 
galvanizing was one of them, but there were two others then when you get into them. If you can just maybe dig in a little bit more, like what, what comes before galvanizing? The very first thing to me, and again, to give a little bit of background, you're right, there's, there's elements of all of this stuff that comes through, through the wonderful conversations we get to have on the Culture Things podcast. And the takeaways is that reflection opportunity, like listening back, what are they really saying? And maybe to take Oscar Trimboli's word, who was one of our guests and that, you know, deep listening expert is like, what are they not saying? So reading between those lines and they might be saying X, but actually you can reflect on that and it means Y. doesn't mean to say there's a different meaning. So there's elements of that that has come through always, but I've also considered just leaders of history. Now, whether that's as recent as Steve Jobs. Now, again, I'm not going to argue whether he's a good leader or, or not good leader. There's good things about him and there's potentially some not good things about him. Could be Winston Churchill, could be Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, like all of these people in history that you look back on and whether you like them or not, they are seen as great leaders. And one thing I want to be careful about is trying to give this perspective on people that I'm trying to help everyone be great in the context of those great people. For me, it's about moving from where a lot of leaders are today. And I guess sometimes we use that word leader and leadership quite loosely because there's some leaders that are at the end of the scale, which is probably not desirable, can I say? And then we've got some other leaders that are up here that stand out from the crowd. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you today around how can I stand out from the crowd, from an inner leadership capacity. Three things stuck out for me through this whole reflection process and those leaders I mentioned. And that very first one was the ability to connect with people. Hence, why did I develop the people system? Because I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine and she just said to me flat out, Brendan, you always talk about people. You focus on people. You understand how important people are to business. You have to create the people system because we were mucking around with all sorts of words, fancy and smart and all this sort of stuff, and it was just people. So connecting with people is such an important aspect of leadership. I'm going to use a weird example here because I'm not going to use an example of people. I like weird. I'm going to use an example of man's best friend. Okay. What's man's best friend? We know dogs, right? Dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so... So and, and whilst, we should mention if we actually hear a dog whining in the background today, we'll know where it's from because there's a dog here. So, Which is exactly why I also need to mention it. Yeah. Because we've got Jimmy Barnes here, the yeah. friendly dog that you and <laughs> Corinne are looking after. Yeah. Beautiful puppy, big puppy, mm-hmm. 80 months old or so. But whilst you were setting up here, I was connecting with Jimmy. So I'm out there and I've learned that he loves ripping apart this plastic bone and me pulling on it and stuff like this, I've learned that if I hold it in a certain position, he doesn't mean to bite, but he's he's far more careful with Mm -hmm. how he's grabbing it and tugging it and things like that. I've learned that he'll sit on command and he'll shake hands on command and he just enjoys having some fun with another person. That's connecting. I've built trust with Jimmy to the point that he'll lay down at my feet, roll over and just willing for me to pat him in a vulnerable position on his stomach, you know, for a dog is quite vulnerable. That's connection. That's building trust. That's right. That's developing a relationship, spending time with Jimmy. And I spent half an hour with him and that's all it took, concentrating on him. Didn't have my phone there. I wasn't sort of this and tugging away at a bone. I was just having fun with Jimmy. How important is that from a leadership capacity? Like just spending time with 
the people who you're privileged to lead, having conversation, learning about them, being deliberate with the conversation, learning about them, creating a connection, understanding what they like, what they don't like within the workspace and outside of the workspace. What floats their boat on a weekend? How do they spend their time? All those sort of things. If you've got a genuine interest in people, then you'll create a connection. And there's another example that happened to me just this morning. It happens regularly, but this person I noticed particularly this morning, Chris, a little bit newer. So as you know, I get to Terrigal most mornings, have a run and swim, get a coffee after that, myself and a mate. Now, there's a young lady who was at the front counter and serving, and she connected with me by one simple thing. She looked at me when I'm ordering. She made eye contact, Mm -hmm. which doesn't seem that big. But I think in today's society, that happens less often, particularly in those service type environments. So she really was focused on me, was focused on my order. We had a bit of you know, nice chit chat and took my order, but she looked at me and I felt that was a good connection. And so much so I mentioned to my mate, well, oh, that was, you know, just really enjoyed that service experience with the person. Now, what I need to do tomorrow is tell her. That's right. Because I didn't do that. That's all right. As long as you have the opportunity. Absolutely. And I was making it, maybe making an excuse, but I was enjoying the moment, I suppose. Again, I I really felt connected with her and it was just buying a cup of coffee, but there's another opportunity to connect. So she was present. She was focused on me. I was focused on her. We had a nice, simple conversation, exchanged some money, got my coffee. Fantastic. But it was memorable. Great opportunities, great examples of connection. And those leaders that we talk about and those leaders in my own journey that I remember well and fondly, they knew me as a person. They connected with me as a person. Fascinating because it it really is foundational, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. It's it's the found we know about relationships and connecting with people is is foundational in relationship building. And so relationships are so critical in business, in life, in everything that we do. I like to say the difference between success and failure, the quality of our relationships. And leadership is that. It is about relationships first and foremost and people relationships. Build those, then you're on a pretty solid platform. You're on a foundational platform and it's a strong foundation. That's right. It's based on the right principles, right values. And that's where how we go from there to that next step of once you've built that connection, we get into that fancy word of... That fancy gal- word. That fancy word, galvanized. Do we spell it with an S or a Z? That's the it's biggest a, it's, challenge. It's actually, I think I'm pretty clear that it's a Z. Or Z, depending on what part of the world you're from. So you got to remember to me. We'll go with Z. It, it seemed to give the right emphasis, I think. I think so. With the Z, the galvanize. Yeah. But as we touched on a little bit earlier, that, that word galvanize, it's really fusing together. And the, the research out there, my own experience of working with teams, being part of teams, and also understanding a little bit more about dysfunctional teams, is the best thing you can do about bringing people together that have... In, different interests, sometimes very strong interests, depending on you know, what their beliefs and whatever are, is to get them cohesive, get them galvanized around a common goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that common goal could be something like purpose for an organization. Okay, That can galvanize people again and really want to work for the organization. That can be at a, at a different level within a team of what's a really meaty problem that has been around in our business for some time that we haven't really put deliberate intent into solving. Let's get us together and, and really galvanize about how do we come up with the solution or start to make progress towards a solution around these sorts of things. I suppose 
that would mean that really the where the skill set behind galvanize sort of like the lower levels of the layers behind it are really around communication and communication skills which are obviously as we know not a one-way street that's a great prompt because i should have mentioned listening in the ability to connect but it's also very relevant in every single one of these three things so i can't sit here i'm not going to sit here and say hey you know just connect galvanize and the last one will reveal very soon but there's stuff underpinning that enabling you to connect enabling to galvanize people and enabling you to do the last step with people listening is absolutely critical listening to them being in the moment asking a question because you're wanting to find out a bit more information you're generally interested but then being deliberate about your listening in that so as you do that and as a leader I would argue you should spend a lot more time listening, asking questions, and then listening, asking questions, and then listening. And that's a really solid way to galvanize people because you're getting the insights of people within your team. You're getting input. If people in the group, in the team, aren't contributing, because there are different personality styles that maybe will be, it's not they don't want to contribute, but sometimes they need to be prompted a little bit more than somebody else is a bit more direct and forthright then your ability to say, hey, Mark, what's, what do you think about this? If you are looking to solve this problem, what, what angle would you take? How are you looking at this? That's all questioning and valuing the person, connecting with the person who goes, oh, Brendan actually cares what I think. That's a great start. <laughs> First thing that I notice is the way in which you demonstrated the questioning skill that anyone who's done communications 101, sales training 101, management 101 would know that the importance of the open versus closed questions. But then often things you may think that you've asked an open question, but was so sufficiently leading that it actually had nowhere to go but a particular direction. It may be useful in some circumstances, but I think you're, you're suggesting something a little deeper than that. Yeah, it's as a leader, you have to be careful not to lead with questioning or, you know, what's the right term? Ask leading questions. I should say that's more correct because again your role by nature carries a a level of power let's say hopefully not being used in the wrong way but just by nature of maybe in an organization being the ceo or being the managing director or being a senior leader of a department that carries with it a, a lot of responsibility and that responsibility really rests with how you utilize that power and that role title so to ask a leading question like, Mark, I think that we should really do this. What do you think is not a great question because depending on that level of trust within that team and how that person is feeling with that leader, then you might sit there and say, I agree, that's a good way to go. That's right, that's right. (laughs) When you're sitting there thinking, I would probably suggest something like this, but this is the leader, they have an impact on me and I'm just going to agree. Yeah. It's about reducing the risk of response. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thinking of those things, back to listening and questioning and listening off the back of that. Hey, Jimmy. So we hear Jimmy there again, and he's, he's loving. This is the, our studio audience here, That's right. Jimmy Barnes, <laughs> the, uh, the golden retriever. But the listening, the questioning, the listening, but really asking questions without giving away that this is how you think you should do it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a skill and it takes time. 
It does, it does take time. It and takes it's practice. Time. That's right. Again, one of the P's in the people system, as I mentioned earlier, is practice. You know, communication is a practice that we need to practice and get better at as far as being better leaders. And communication involves listening, questioning, understanding, various elements of communication. So where does this lead us next? So we've got these two really important steps of connecting and galvanizing. Where to next? The final piece of the puzzle in how to stand out as a leader is elevate, elevating people. For me, that's the pinnacle of leadership. And coincidentally, the final E in the people system is elevate. And we run through various ways to, to do that and understand that, unpack that. But the ability to help people grow, develop, learn, move into a leadership role potentially, doesn't have to be, become masters of whatever they love doing. Well, that's a technical aspect. They may not want to be leading people. They may want to be leading in their field from a technical perspective and get fantastic at that. As a leader, how do I help create that? How do I help make that happen? How do I elevate people so that they can aspire and also believe that actually they can achieve something? I don't remember who, it's not my term, I don't remember who it was, but a big element of coaching people and elevating people is understanding their capability at the time, their capacity to achieve something at the time. Because if you don't understand that, quite possibly you can put people up here to try and achieve this, what I would say is the holy shit zone. It's like, well, I'm here and holy shit, getting to there is such a big step. It's that challenge zone that we want to get them to. What's that point of this is challenging for them, but it's not holy shit, I'm never going to get there zone. Yeah. You don't want to create the feeling of impossibility. Absolutely. So that's a real critical skill. And once again, it comes back to connecting, listening, understanding, questioning, the ability to elevate people. What do they want to do? Mark, what does fantastic look like in our company today? What does that role look like for you? And you and I have these conversations at various times. We're not talking about it every single day, but we have these conversations. What's the next step in the journey? Where's your biggest value? Where do you want to continue to add value to our partnership? Where do you think I can do that? How could that work? Let's try things out and that's really important in, in partnerships, in teams. And again, for me, the pinnacle of leadership, how do you focus on elevating people? I think that there's um, also, and I'm sure you touch this, touch on this quite deeply, is how to uncover honesty in others in a safe and, and, and I, you know, I don't want to get too stuck up on that word safe because it can be overused in many ways, but it is an important factor of how are you going to get the truth? Because if you can't get to the truth, you can't get to the solution. And it's pretty hard to elevate people if, you, if they're not being either honest with you or themselves about you know, where are the challenges, what's getting in the way. So it's fascinating to, to think of those three steps and how they interconnect because they all come back down to that level of communication, the, sort of that, what ties it all together. And communication is interesting because we you know, think of the, the culture of things. And in fact, I think we're pretty close to going through the process of doing some some small rebranding. And that really is tied to this idea of leadership. I think it'll be, become pretty obvious to, to listeners. That said, all of it has been on the foundation of the quality of communication based on effective questions, truly caring, over-delivering throughout the whole process of this podcast. And I actually think that 
really what people are going to be seeing in the future now that we've taken things to to this level is really the ability for them to start taking nuggets of usable information where they'll be able to start applying the learnings that you've actually were fortunate enough to to uncover. Absolutely. And again, I'll I'll link it back because all of these things come back to me through the people system that's you know, being developed and there's various levels of that still being unpacked and frameworks and IP and sort of process diagrams, all that sort of stuff. So we can give people a system to help them grow their business, ultimately growing their people, better people become better leaders, better leaders lead better teams, better teams develop better culture. And ultimately that means better profit, growing business, because again, business is about achieving results and profit. So I just want to touch on a point you made about that the elevating and the the safe and giving people people confidence. I love to work with people to come from a place of confidence. What are we good at? Now, I in the elevate part of the people system and the model, I talk about energizing people. Now, to energize people, you have to give them confidence. You have to give them belief that they can achieve something greater than maybe what they thought they could achieve. So does that come back to me and how I connect with people? If we take that first point of how I believe you stand out as a, as a leader, connecting with them, understanding them, helping them frame where they want to go, how that works, how that needs to align if we're in a business context, how that's aligning with the business and how we can help them get there, motivating them. And there's some foundational pieces even around motivation and how we can create that in people. But one of the aspects is about people being really good at their job. And if you've got the right people, you will have people that want to be really good at their job. How do you do that? How do you come from a place of confidence with them that they're going to be willing to try stuff, be willing to move into that challenge zone? And I don't think I could ever be argued or somebody could change my mind on something about how to grow people is that you have to believe in them. They have to believe that you believe in them. Yeah. And if you've got that as a foundation about how to elevate people, then it's amazing what we can do. Exactly. Just having that person that believes in you, that you can do this. And if your relationship's strong enough that they want, they don't want to let you down, they want to, they want to believe what you believe, that's powerful stuff. There's things you can do to elevate people, like all of that stuff. But fundamentally, if you have that belief in someone and you want to help them become better, the rest of the other shit just works itself out. Eventually. We don't need to be smart about it. We just, how do we make this better? What do I need to provide you to help you, support you, become better at whatever you want to become better at? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think this is going to be a good opportunity for us to lay the foundation for where the, the future of the podcast and the work that you do, the professional work that you do, because there's obviously there's a relationship between the two and quite a strong one, but to also allow people to know really what what is the long-term goal that you're actually attaching yourself to with regards to this to this podcast because you know it started it started off as if you recall you doing a couple of interviews and buying these basic microphones and and the sound quality was you were wondering why you had these challenges and and then we partnered up and we started to work on getting the quality bar a little higher and then I think from there, you already had the ideas of where you wanted to take things, but it's, again, you're actually sharing right now with me that lack of clarity that can become clear over time because the work has been put in, because the time and the conversations have been honest enough to say, like, I've I've pushed back on you many times, and, and you've pushed back on some of the ideas that I've had, and we're both leveraging that. 
But the idea is, is on the long haul, making basically the opportunity for people to learn more about how they can be better leaders. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And I guess that's the evolution of the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. We're going to change the name. We're going to move from the culture of things to the culture of leadership. Again, through your insight and saying, hey, you're always focusing on leadership. You're always talking about leadership. Even your takeaways seem to just evolve to leadership. It's like deer in the headlight moment. Yeah, you're right. That's So it gives a bit more context to the conversations we're having. Moving forward, because I've got far more clarity around the work that I do, I've always been clear about with clients, okay, where I add value and how I can help business. What I haven't had is that in a system, something that a client can look at and know where they're at and where they need to go, elevating them to this is where I'm going. So we can move forward at a pace that they're comfortable, not just at a pace that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. It's a two-way street, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's been part of the, the journey of the creation of the people system and the eight business essentials and how that all comes together. There's a few systems out there, things like the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, is, is one that comes to mind straight away. There's one I've learned recently called Metronomics. I know a bit about both. It's the same stuff wrapped up a bit differently, but really good systems and relevant for the right people. In saying that, I haven't found one yet that focuses so much on the development of the individual. Because if we get the individual working well and moving forward, and from a leadership capacity perspective, then the influence and the impact they have on the rest of the group is absolutely massive. Absolutely. What I've found over time is if we jump to the the ideal result too early, like teamwork, I'm a massive believer in the power of teamwork, a lot of leaders don't have the confidence to engage their team as a group early on. So I've learned that and said, actually, we need to focus on the individual development. It makes sense, right? But I wasn't doing that a lot of the time in my early stages of my, my consultancy business. I'm like, leadership is the ultimate. Teamwork is the ultimate. Let's get there as soon as we can. Rather than build the confidence of the leader, elevating them so that they can work confidently one-on-one with individuals in the group. And if the leader's got this bigger view of the world and the organization they're at, then they're still guiding the individual in line with where the business needs to go. But that builds confidence in them. And then they move that forward and then they're better equipped to work with teams. So all of these things, even as we filter our guests and have conversations, then we were filtering, but there's even more deliberate focus on what value does that individual bring in relation to the people system and the eight essentials of business. So a lot of the conversations we've had previously, I believe, I'm biased, very good conversations, unbelievable learning from fantastic people. It's fair to say that a lot of those would fall into the experience bucket. People system, the E is educate, and there's various elements. One of the elements of educate is learning from experiences. So we focused a lot on that, unknowingly in relation to the system, but a lot of experiences. Very good, great learning, powerful stuff. But there's some other stuff that we need to get down to some down and dirty bits of leadership that we need to make sure we're being very deliberate around. And that's what we'll continue to do from this moment forward in the culture of leadership, which will be the new name. That's right. So we're going to see a shift to a little bit more clarity on that topic, which is actually going to, I think, probably help your listenership understand really why they're there. Like, does it really align with what they're trying to achieve themselves or learn or grow? I think so. 
And that is some of the feedback we've had from our listeners. Like they're enjoying the conversations and experience conversations. And through my takeaways at the end, which will continue, that the link is being made to leadership. But what I haven't done as well as I need to, and what you've pushed me on at various times and where we've got to today and through the people system process is let's link it back to some fundamental elements of leadership. Now, again, really important thing. I can't remember if I said it at the top of the show or we we're talking about it before we hit record, but this is not about that move, Jim Collins' famous phrase, from moving people from good to great. It's fair to say that leaders are, there's a lot of average leaders out there. What we want to make leaders better than average. We want them to stand out. How do we make leaders stand out? Well, we've got a system, the people system, and how that powers the eight essentials of business. That's fundamental to moving people forward and making progress and just helping them be more confident leaders, feel like they're more established leaders, feel like they can work better with the individuals in their team, connect better with the individuals in their team, grow their team and get better results and then stand out. So become much better than average. That's right. But don't scare people off with the word great. Because I think great links back to some of those leaders I mentioned very early on. And they think, I'm not sure I can ever be that great. I can never be a Nelson Minute. Well, I don't believe that people can be. But that's a big holy shit zone, right? That's a challenge up here. How can I be better than what I am today? And how can I stand out as a really good leader? I think it's also fair to think about, and this is what I'd like to know your, your thoughts on this too, is standing out is not about standing out for the sake of look at me. It's stand out to say that you, you have a sense of pride, that you've made the changes yourself, that you've earned your way there. You know, things need to be earned and that, that's what standing out comes from, as opposed to that of a selfish perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And funny enough, that's some of the conversation and some of the information and education within the people system. You know, the mindset around leadership what actually is leadership, you know, more responsibility focused on serving others versus, hey, it's a reward-centered focus. And that's not what good leadership is about in my books. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how things progress over the next set of episodes. So I, th- I think we're, we're going to see a bit of a shift. So, so if you're watching this now, you're, you're going to probably be seeing a little bit more of a focus on leadership. The questions are probably going to be more driven towards that. And, uh, I think you're going to get even more. You know, it's going to be wonderful to go back and look at some of the old episodes and see the progression, but also looking forward to where things are going to be going. Absolutely. So thanks for taking the time to share a little bit more about the, the future of the program. My pleasure, mate. Thanks for being so inquisitive and asking good questions. Thank you for listening to the Culture of Things podcast with Brendan Rogers. Please visit brendanrogers.com.au to access the show notes. If you love the Culture of Things podcast, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on Apple Podcasts. And remember, a healthy culture is your competitive advantage.